Hey guys, welcome back to Existing Loudly Podcast, hosted by me, Summer Nicole. I hope you guys had a good last two weeks. Um, I had to take last week off because I went to San Antonio for my husband's work trip. And since the podcast is still new, I didn't even think about packing my recording equipment or pre-recording an episode. So I'm learning. And since I'm leaving for Santa Barbara this week for a wedding, I'm recording this now beforehand. Today, I'll be talking about something that seems to be a bit of an issue with a lot of people these days, especially since the social media era has emerged. I don't know if I'm a millennial or Gen Z. I grew up being told I was millennial, but recently I think people have been referring to my age group as Gen Z, but I think millennials and Gen Z together struggle with this more than any of the other generations specifically because of social media. So today's topic is living beneath your means. I feel like this was something that I used to struggle with a lot when I first started making consistent money in the Air Force, which from what I've seen in the military is actually a bigger problem than what's addressed. So about five years ago, I entered the military and I started making consistent money. Not a lot, but it was consistent. And the first thing I did was start to buy things that I really wanted for a while, or I was spending the rest on alcohol or eating out. And traveling, which I don't regret spending money on traveling, but I definitely spent a lot of money on like really expensive hotels and things like that that I didn't really need. I could have saved on traveling more. Fast forward a year and I was leaving Germany and I realized that I had been making money for an entire year and I didn't have anything saved up. Maybe like a couple hundred doll hairs. Dollars. Whenever I say dollars, I always have to say like doll hairs. I don't know why. I don't know where that, where I got that from. And what's worse is I had nothing to show for it. Not even nice things that I actually cared about. It was just cheap crap and too much of it. I was just buying whatever I saw at the store. It was like a lot of impulse buying and not managing my money at all. Granted, I was like 18. So I don't think I had really learned how to manage my money or do anything with my money money yet. So it's definitely something I'm going to be teaching Bodhi when he gets older. So I actually tried saving small amounts at a time to start saving money. When I had this reality check, I was like, okay, $200 a paycheck. Because I think I was the only, I was only making like $700 at the time, honestly. Um, Airman Basic does not get paid much, pretty much. And I kept slipping up and spending parts of it because I would run out of gas or I would get hungry and order takeout. I didn't have a budget, so I was just spending as I went, which meant I never got a chance to save my money. So a budget was a big thing that helped me so that I could plan out where my money was going and stay within that. So I wasn't overspending or underspending. And it's just kind of trial and error. You don't always get it right the first couple times, but after a while you start to learn where you spend your money and how often you would like to eat out and how not to be too extreme about it so that you are successful. So one day I was like a week after I got paid and I didn't have any money at all like negative actually. I think I was like negative $60 in my account and I couldn't get gas to get to work. I couldn't get food for the week ahead. And it was like seven days until I got paid. And I was kind of like, what do I do now? I can't get to work. I can't eat. So I reached out to my grandma and I asked her to send me some money. And that was kind of like rock bottom for me. It was kind of like, okay, I have to create a budget. I have to change something because I can't be caught with my tail between my legs like this again. That's so embarrassing. Thankfully, I had my grandma to fall back on. A lot of people don't have anyone to fall back on. I didn't have a mom to fall back on. My dad was not going to give me money. So 
I had to really kind of extend. I had to reach out to my grandma and I was like, I can't do this. I can't take money from my grandma. I'm 18 years old. I'm working. I have a job. I shouldn't be asking her for money. So I actually went and saw a financial advisor on base because in the military, financial advisors are free. And he helped me create a budget. And I was actually, it was actually really hard to do that because I had to be super honest about my finances. And it was really embarrassing to see all the things that I had been spending my money on. But they're financial advisors and he's probably seen worse. And I've definitely seen my friends do worse. I mean, I've had my lows, but I've seen my friends have their lows and they didn't have anybody to go to. I actually had to pay my friend's rent in England because one time she actually spent her entire paycheck and her designated rent money. Because in the military, they pay you money for your rent. That is specifically for your rent. So she spent her paycheck, her rent money, and she had just gotten her taxes in and she spent all of it on clothes and going out to clubs and partying. And I had to pay her rent for her. And that was like the dumbest thing I ever did. This was the same friend that stole my wallet, stole my makeup, my clothes. She was the bitchiest, worst friend I ever had. I really need to do an episode on her because that was some trauma. So anyways, once I created a budget, I ended up saving like five to $6,000 in only a few months. And right before I deployed, I moved into a new apartment and didn't buy anything for it until after my deployment so that I could save even more when I deployed. I didn't want to spend everything I had already saved up like five or $6,000 on furniture. And I ended up leaving for my deployment with, I think I saved like twenty to $25,000. After my deployment, that was like what I came out with. So I got back and I could have easily spent all of that money on like the nicest furniture, taking a ton of trips everywhere, nice dinners, etc. And instead I furnished it on like $6,000, I think from, and it was all Ikea, it was all cheap crap, which looking back now, I do regret that a little bit. I wish I would have splurged on certain items simply because all of that Ikea stuff that I spent $6,000 on was a complete waste of money because it wasn't quality and I didn't take really any of it with me back here to my new house. So, I mean, I think I threw all of it out or sold all of it for like really cheap. So, I mean, invest where you need to invest, but don't live above your, your means. And if you have to live with Ikea stuff for a little bit, then that's fine. It's okay. It gets you through your life right now. And then later on, when you have good money, you can repurchase nicer things. So, I mean, honestly, living on Ikea maybe wasn't the worst thing for me. Maybe it's good that I didn't splurge on these expensive things that might not be the same style or what I want now. So after I finally had a good chunk saved up, I realized that a lot of my peers and even people twice as old as me had whole ass families and they were legit living paycheck to paycheck. No joke, my supervisor who had like three kids and a spouse to support told me that they had no savings whatsoever, not even a thousand dollars. And They weren't the only one. So that's why I'm here to talk about living beneath your means. I feel like these same people that constantly complained about having no money and were living paycheck to paycheck with zero savings were the same ones that were ordering breakfast every single morning from fast food restaurants, buying expensive things for their homes, their cars, buying expensive clothes. I had another friend of mine that bought a Gucci belt for like $400 and then the week before payday, He couldn't even get a coffee because he said he had to wait like seven days to get paid to get a $5 coffee. 
That is, I feel like that's how you know you've hit rock bottom when you're buying a $400 belt and then you can't buy yourself a $5 coffee when you're freaking tired and you have work to do. I used to judge them really bad, but now I just look at them as irresponsible assholes because they actually were all assholes, but I don't judge them anymore for that, like that aspect, financial aspect. I just remember when I was struggling the same way that I had to kind of learn. And unfortunately, some people take longer to learn than others. And I'm still learning. I'm not super into the stock market and doing all these things that I feel like kids on like TikTok that are like 15 are doing with their money. But you know, I'm 20, 23 years old. I think I'm 23 and I'm still learning as it goes. So I'm not trying to judge anyone. I think that's why I don't judge my old supervisors and friends anymore because it's just kind of a learning process. And I think everybody takes their time. Some people never get there and some people get there sooner than others. So here's some tips on what helped me to start living beneath my means. Tip number one, this one is kind of unrelated and not. I took more breaks off of social media. When I did this, I always noticed that I would start saving so much more, especially on the crap that I didn't need. All these influencers and social media ads showing up and showing off what they have, where to buy it, act like it's a necessity when it's not a necessity. I, I remember this one influencer that I really liked. She tried to, I mean, she didn't try. She marketed like this $100 candle that she was like, you guys need it. She's like, it's not a want, it's a need, guys. And I was like, why are you putting this in people's heads? Like, I'm pretty sure you have all age ranges and people from all different financial ranges listening and watching you. And you're saying that this $100 candle is a necessity. Guys, a $100 candle will never be a necessity. The constant ads and people flexing their expensive lifestyle, it just sucks you and makes you believe that you need to have what they have. And it's kind of like that keeping up with the Joneses lifestyle creep. My grandma always told me, don't try to keep up with the Joneses or you'll fall into debt. And she was right. I mean, you can't always have the next best thing, especially if your budget doesn't allow for it. There's a whole world with people that can afford yachts and all these nice things. There's people that are middle class, like most of us, that can only afford... I mean, middle class has kind of changed now. Middle class is kind of like an expensive thing. There's people that call themselves middle class that buy $100 candles. I know that, you know, Chris and I are middle class and we can't afford a $100 candle. We have a kid to feed and we have financial goals to achieve. So there's some people that can just spend their money willy-nilly on whatever they want. And then there's people that can't even afford to buy a $10 candle. I mean, honestly, there's people that literally have no room for error. They need to save every penny. So I'm grateful where I'm at, but I think you guys need to realize that social media, these ads, commercials, they just want your money and they just want your business. And you can't let that lifestyle creep creep up on you. You don't need a $400 Gucci belt. First of all, Gucci's not even that cute. I said it, I said it. I mean, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but I hate Gucci. I think it's, I feel like all those brands are tacky, honestly. So number two, or number dos, that's, I don't, I'm really bad at Spanish. I took Spanish for like three years and I didn't really learn much other than Puedo ir el baño, which means, can I go to the bathroom? Probably why I didn't learn any Spanish. So starting with a goal, what helped me was actually writing down the number and sticking it on my mirror in the bathroom. I think my first financial goal was to save $8,000 in six months. And I believe 
I ended up surpassing that in the time frame that I had created. And that means like creating mini goals and a plan on how to reach that end goal. So my goal is to save like $8,000 in six months. This was back when I was an airman and not making much money. And I still wanted to live my life and not be too hard. So I was only eating out like once a week instead of every single night. And that helped me save like my first $500. So I had like a plan of action, like, okay, I'm only going to eat out once a week. And I had many goals, like $500, which all equated to me saving $8,000 in less than six months. So you have to have a plan. You have to have many goals and you need an end goal. Because when you start seeing those mini goals be accomplished, it gains traction for you to accomplish your bigger goals. And the more you save, I feel like the less you spend and the more you want to save. You want to see that number get bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like a challenge. And especially for people that like challenges and are motivated by goals and things like that. Tip number tres. This one helped me the most actually. And it sounds really extreme, but just hear me out. Just hear me out becoming a minimalist. And what I mean by that is not necessarily only having like 50 things in your house. I've seen people do super extreme things with it and they count everything down to the silverware they have. And I don't feel like that you need to be that extremist. And I was never that extremist. And I don't think you need to only have enough to survive. So what I did was I cleaned out my house. I sorted through clothes that I didn't wear. I cleaned out all my house decor that I, I thought was dumb or useless or just made it look more cluttered. I threw out my makeup and beauty products that I never used or used like once a year, which were probably old and expired anyways. And when you do this, guys, I kid you not, you realize how much shit you have and what you truly don't freaking need. And it changes the way that you spend. I swear, when you take the time to sort through and throw out all of the crap that you don't use and you you just start to realize how much money has been wasted and how much stuff that you have that you don't need, you don't use, and it's just a waste and you spend less. So the next time that you go out to the store, you don't get another $100 candle or you don't get another candle because you just threw out six that you never used. Can you guys tell I have a candle obsession? Anyways... I swear this minimalism hack changed my life. And so many people, I tell so many people about this. I mean, I try to literally push this minimalism thing on everybody. And like I said, it doesn't have to be extreme, but I say it because it helped me so freaking much. And I have friends where I've been over to their house and they have rooms full of junk. Like my one friend, the same one that stole my money, my wallet, this, I really need to do an episode on her. She had a whole room with a pile of like hundreds of clothes. And I think a lot of it she stole, to be honest, I'm pretty sure I saw a sweater of mine in there one time of like clothes, makeup. And not only was it disorganized, but it was just cluttered with crap that she never used. She never wore. She wore the same junky sweatpants every single day and like shitty Toms. And it was like, why do you have this whole pile of clothes? Go through it and donate it to kids that actually freaking need it. That one, uh, uh, Oh, what do you call it? A wardrobe update. I think there's a lot more people than you realize that have so much clutter and so much things that they don't need. I think everybody has more than they realize, including myself. I know I still have things that I I have more than I need and I don't use or is simply there just to look good. So when I cleaned out my house and it's specifically like home decor, I didn't get rid of all of my home decor. I kept maybe like a plant and a vase in the corner or a mirror or something or like a rug. 
I didn't get rid of everything because I don't need any of those things, but I did get rid of things that like, that were just useless and made it look cluttered. On my coffee table, I think I had a picture frame, two candles. I had like a tray of rocks and like all this random shit to make it look cute. And it all came together and looked cute. However, I didn't need any of it. So I think I removed all of it and I just put like a, a picture frame and like a coaster. I think it looked way better when I took all that stuff away and it looked so much less cluttered than it did before. And I actually liked like the clean, crisp feeling of walking around my house and not having a bunch of shit around to distract me. It made me more motivated. I mean, it helped with so many different things and I don't want to get too far off topic, but minimalism is definitely something you guys need to check out if you haven't already. And I actually documented me cleaning out my closet and I put it on my Instagram and I think I still have the video, so I'll re-upload it and I'll put it on my Instagram, both of them again. And I never went full minimalism um, because I just don't think it was necessary or realistic for me long term. But I did declutter a lot, which helped me stop buying a lot of crap that I didn't need. And I think that it's important to declutter your house every two to three months because it kind of resets that like wire in your brain that you're like throwing things out that you don't need and it kind of shows you to stop buying things that you don't need. The rule for minimalism that I was told that makes sense that I lived by was if it doesn't have a purpose and it doesn't give you pure joy, then you don't need it. So from then on, I only kept things that I bought that had purpose or actually made me very happy. Clothes make me really happy because, you know, I'm a girl and I really do love fashion and I think it's like a form of art and creativity. So I did keep a lot of my clothes instead of going full minimalism, but all the other stuff that I didn't use, beauty products, a lot of clothes, a lot of shoes, a lot of things around my house I got rid of. And I didn't go like that full minimalism where I only wear five outfits for like years on end. I also noticed that doing these things created a lot less stress for me. I didn't have to clean as much. I didn't have to take as long picking out my outfits because I had less clothes to like look at and decide from. I spent more time in nature over shopping. I mean, honestly, minimalism saved my life and especially saved my savings account. So that's it for today, guys. Please like, subscribe, leave a comment, review, and follow me at Existing Loudly Podcast or Summer Nick, S-O-M-E-R-N-I-C-K on Instagram. I'm on Facebook, Snapchat, all of the things, Twitter. I don't really get on anything else other than Facebook and Instagram now, but you guys can still follow me. Thanks for listening, you guys, and I really appreciate everybody that's been here to support me so far. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I didn't go too down the rabbit hole with with minimalism, but I swear if you guys are going to take one tip away from this episode, take away the minimalism and just try it out. You don't have to just get rid of everything in your house. Just start with cleaning out like one section, like clean out your closet, and then maybe next week clean out your home decor, and then maybe next week clean out your kitchen or your beauty products or whatever. And I swear it'll all start coming together and you'll, you will spend less. You're going to be like, I don't need all this stuff. I mean, really get in the minimalism mentality. And I swear it will change your savings account. You will save so much money. You don't realize how much crap you buy that you don't need. Like I was just telling Chris yesterday, I was like, oh, we need laundry detergent scent stuff to make it smell better. And then I thought, I was like, no, we don't. I was like, we have laundry detergent pods and that's fine. 
I was like, we don't need something that makes it smell even better. I'm like, it doesn't even matter that much. I was like, that's not a necessity. That's a want. Laundry detergent is more of a necessity because you have to have clean clothes. You can't live in filth. But laundry detergent freshener, I'm like, that's not a necessity. So check yourself before you wreck yourself, guys. I hope you have an amazing week. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And I really look forward to continuing to do this with you guys. Love you guys and talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.